When we last left our, for lack of a better word, hero, Jean Catch, he was chasing dead ends in the unimaginably titled case, Who Cut the Head Off Hollywood Producer Sis McGronk. Assuming that this case would be like 99% of cases that come his way, and either about money or love, Jean wasn't prepared to find out how right he could be when fourth generation mutate Rudford Hill confessed to having a secret love affair with Gronk. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You'd think that in the future people would be more accepting of such things. But if you do think that, well, you haven't been paying much attention to the present. Vomiting because of the repulsive nature of my giant pulsating forehead, or because I confess to being a homosexual? Actually, it's more to do with the mental image of those two things combined. You know there are, like, procedures you can get to make yourself more normal-looking? Allow some back-alley doctor to hack off my extra limbs and sand my face down just so I can fit in more? I don't think so. Beside which, this is Hollywood. Who wants to be part of the background here when you can be a star? Oh, is that what you are? Receiving three Oscars, all before I turned 30, would suggest so, yes. Yeah, but I can get a cab. I'm not even sure you would fit in one with your hump. Sister Mick said my hump was one of the things he loved about me. <laughs> it's 30-36. How can you still be this sickened by the idea of two men... Don't finish that sentence. I got nothing against gay people. My my father's gay, and to be honest, it's the only thing about the man I actually admire. It's just looking at you with your oozing, pulsating, green lumps of. Systemic thought. People would react the same way. That's the reason we kept things secret. Oh, how long was this going on for? Two blissful years. Hmm, blissful. No doubt you've been talking to people who describe him as an uncurring beast, money-starved, and devoid of any feeling. I think Jack is the word that came up the most. Drives a golf buggy like an arsehole was another one. That wasn't who he really was. Not when he was with me. With me, he was a kind, caring soul. Did anyone know you two were humping very literal uglies? No, like I said, Systemic didn't think people would understand, and I, as an A.M., have faced enough brutal prejudice in my life to know he was right. We carried out our affair in secret. If you were so gaga for each other, then why not be public about it? It's 3036, man. There are weirder things people are into. I have a sister who married a brain in a jar. Alas, as good and kind as Sister Mick was, he was business-focused too. He would never have run the risk of losing backers and investors. Not everyone is as open-jar-minded as your sister. Pardon the pun. What pun? Did Gronk ever try and pitch you on the idea of getting a few operations? Maybe scale back on the amount of scales? I hear there's medication you can take that- My good man, I'm sure you have no concept of the plight of my people, let alone the depths of self-loathing one must reach in order to resort to such drastic measures. Well, no, as you can tell, I'm very good looking, so- The medications of which you speak have dangerous mind-altering side effects. And the operations consists of hacking off your own limbs. But you've got like five of them. Only to have them grow back. And need sawing off again. 
I mean, picture it. Days, months of sitting in your own kitchen, sawing through flesh, tearing skin from bone so that you would look more like the so-called civilized who, who forced this ideal of accepted appearance on chill, you. Chill, dude, chill. I was just saying. Seems like if someone not as progressive as myself found out about you and Gronk, they may end up killing him, right? You'd be right if this were anywhere else in the world, but this is Hollywood. In Hollywood, blackmail is more valuable than money. Money has limits, it runs out. A compromising picture of a big-time producer sucking an AM's back lumps, uh, that will get you whatever you need. Oh, just when I think I've run out, there's more. <laughs> so no one ever tried to extort you? Or him? Never. So I'm guessing financially, you wouldn't benefit from his death because why would he put anything in your name if this relationship was meant to be a secret? Correct. So, you're the jealous lover then. You can't have them all to yourself, so no one can have them at all. Jesus, are you putting any effort into this at all? Who would I be threatened by? Any of the professionally attractive people he intercoursed on the regular? And how many of them had male genitalia and a second face growing out from under their armpit? None, but... Did you say a second face? There are some normals who are into AMs. They don't come out and say it because of small-minded people like you. Systemic liked sex with a mutant, yes, but he also liked to read my poetry and would cook for me. But you don't want to hear about his, his good qualities, do you? I don't want to hear about any of this. I want to find out who killed him so I can get paid, that's all. And since I think it was you and I can't arrest you because you have a Lachlan card, I guess we're done here. Do I empty my sick bucket myself or do you have someone that comes in and does that for you? I don't that's it. That is the depth of the investigation into a man's murder. Surely you are not the only person investigating this. Well, me and Jeeves. I don't understand why someone of my systemic stature and sizable wealth is not having his death investigated by someone who actually cares. Because the bigwigs in the enforcement unit didn't hire someone who cares. They hired me. And if they hired me, that means they want things found out at a very slow pace and they want the answers that they want. Not answers they don't. Does that make sense? No, none of this makes sense. But I will tell you this. I care. I want real answers. I want to find who actually killed my dear Sister Mick. That can be arranged. For a price. Are you saying I should pay someone to do your job? No, I'm saying you should pay me to do my job better. The ball's on you. Yeah, yeah, save the moral outrage. You said it yourself, buddy. Blackmail and backhanders are how things work in this town. You give me, you say, 20,000 double dollars and I'll keep this case a-rolling. Maybe even solve the thing. I'm not sure what sickens me more. The way you would take advantage of someone in mourning, or how practiced you seemed at it. Save your word talking for your next movie I'm never going to watch, pal. Do we have a deal or not? I... suppose we do. Alright then. Which hand do I shake? The, the one on your leg looks a bit like a claw, so I'd prefer to stay clear. Unlike you, sir, I'm a man of my word. You bring the killer to justice, and you'll get your money. Cool. So do you know how I would go about doing that? It's just there doesn't seem to be any clues, any witnesses, or any good leads. I'm kind of stuck. Well, what is it you're extorting me for? For my continued efforts. I just need one new morsel of information to go on. I had a lot of my hopes hanging on the shower phone thing, but that's nothing. Just get out! Alright, I'll go. But just so you know, it's still my prime suspect. Get out of here!
Jeeves, my boy, be a lamb and erase that last witness from your file, would you? File deletion is an administration-only task. Admin password, radical dude, 6969. Password accepted. File deleted. Good. Now, call the Admiral. Where are my results, John? They're on the way, sir. I assure you I'm working hard to bring criminals to justice and truth to the public eye. And hot cost to you. Did you know that Gronk was into dudes? I saw him do coke X off the erect penis of the head of transport last year, so... yeah. Did you know he was into mutants, dudes, though? What? Is that even possible? Do the parts line up? If not, they were giving it a bloody good go. He was having a full-on love affair with a mutate for two years, apparently. Jesus, what these deviant Hollywood sons of bitches get up to. How mutated are we talking here? Because, you know, there are surgeries. Sir, believe me when I tell you I'm doing you a favour by not telling you anymore. I went ahead and erased the whole thing from the Lawbot files, too. I figured that would be one of the hush-hush things you people wanted hushed. Something like that gets made public. People start questioning what the rest of these secret society boys are up to. And we don't want that, but boss, this rabbit hole is getting stranger as it gets deeper. You sure you want an actual name to blame for this? We could just pin it on someone poor and call it a day. I was told to look into it, so look into it. I don't care if what you see gives you erotic nightmares and confusing erections for the rest of your life. Just get it done. You got it, boss. Jeeves, not to sound desperate, but this is kind of on you now to figure out where we go next. Any ideas? Procedurally, I would suggest running a cross-analysis of witness testimony. Yeah, do that. 20% of recorded testimony makes reference to Mr. Grunk's parking. That's it? That's all we've got to go on? His bad parking jobs? He didn't even drive himself, that's not much of a lead. Official employment records note 1. Towns tables Astrid as the personal driver for Mr. Gronk. Further investigation shows that, as the only insured driver of the Alfa Romero, the car which is now currently in their possession, Towns Jables Astrin has legal claim to it and right to sell it. And it's super fucking rare. Yeah, that's that's enough to make them a suspect, if you ask me. Okay, how do we find them? Towns Astrin, address added to GPS. Hookford Heights? That shithole hasn't burned down yet? Alright, let's head over there and sort through the ashes of what's left. Lock the doors, Jeeves. We're going downtown. The American justice system of the 30th century is, by all definitions, a bit of a joke. After the British had successfully stolen the land from the American mutates, they quickly realised what a pain in the arse and financial strain it would be to build the country back up again. Seeing an opportunity for business growth, the largest remaining film companies from around the world, which remember, definitely is round, all clubbed together and offered to buy the country from the crown and use it as a film studio. They would get paid their tax, but the studios would be in charge of how it was run. When the five studios that bought the country got together to discuss writing the laws on which they should be governed, the first motion put forward was, why do we need any? This motion was of course shut down pretty quick, when another member of the founding council pointed out that they weren't the ones that needed to be policed. It was the people beneath them that did. And so the founders did a copy and paste job, making all the laws of the new land seem familiar enough to the people that would come there to work. With the one difference being that the people enforcing those laws would be a division of a company owned by said founding members, which is a long way of saying, they set things up so the law affected everyone but them. Which is why in cases like the oh so unimaginably titled Who Cut the Head Off Sismic Gronk, 
They loved it when they found a working stiff to pin it on. Come on. Hello? Yeah, is this Towns Astron? Who wants to The law. Well, it's temporary representation. I need to talk to you about a certain Hollywood producer and a certain car that he owns that you, for some reason, have in your possession. Why? How about because I said so? Now, are you going to come down here so we can talk, or am I going to have to use my temporary power and robot assistant here to bust the door down and catch you in the middle of whatever shady stuff it is you're up to? Very well. We will be with you shortly. Ugh, feels like I'm being visited by the ghost of Vidi's past coming back to this neighbourhood. Never got out of here without something itching. In fact, I remember this one time. There was this girl, Charisse. I'll tell you the rest of the story later. Can we help you? We isn't. Okay, were you Sis McGonk's driver? We were. And where were you when he was killed? We, we were in his car waiting for him. And the lot? For how long? We'd say seven, eight hours. Jesus, I hope you get paid hourly. You never left the car in all that time? Only when he was found dead the next day. You didn't see anything suspicious in the whole time? Anyone running around with a severed head, perchance? No. So you spent the whole night in the car? It was not unusual for us to do so. Mr. Gronk had many appointments at all times of the day and night, and wanted the car close by at all times. But once the headless hero was found, the investigation was underway, and you took the car back here? Yes. We were instructed to leave the lot and return home once the studio became a crime scene. When we were informed that there were still tasks to be carried out in relation to the Gronk estate, we retrieved the car and continued working. Why did Gronk even need a private driver? I had a car like this, I'd drive it everywhere. Mr. Gronk did not wish it to be known he could not drive it himself. Oh yeah, his uh, special lady friend did mention that. Well, let's go have a look at the motor anyway. Very well, this, this way. way. Come on, J9. Suppose you're curious as to why I've been looking at this car, given he was found in his office and all. If it will help you catch whoever killed him, we will assist you in any way. So you liked Gronk? You might be the only one. He was a difficult man, but he gave us a job. The job paid for our alterations. Alterations? Yes. You probably didn't notice, but we've had an androgynous procedure. You don't say. We will always be grateful to Mr. Gronk for helping us become the being we knew we were inside. Really? Because when someone leaves a dog in their car for that long, they'll crack a window or leave the AC on for them. Must have been sweaty in that uniform of yours. You look like a goth doorman in a haunted hotel. We are still required to dress this way while we work for Mr. Gronk, yes. The job had its difficulties, and this body covering pleather suit is uncomfortable. But work is work. But on the plus side, he did register this fancy car in your name, so technically, it's yours. It is far too extravagant for us. The cost of keeping it in the camouflage container Mr. Gronk provided to keep his car safe is more than we can afford. I'm told by a bit of a nerd that there are only two of these in the world. Mother always said you should trust the word of a nerd. The money we would make from selling it would set us up for life. But the only reason we have a life to live as the true version of ourselves is because of Mr. Gronk. And we can be thankful to have only that if that is the case. Here is where the car is hidden. Lots of paperwork in here. What are these? Parking tickets? Hmm, let's see what we got here. Way to park like a mutate. Nice parking chicken neck. Acclaimed blind screenwriter and author of best-selling book All Things Are Cold now called... He said, even he can see you park like a dickhole. There's got to be like 20 of these. He, he had, had quite a collection. collection. Why did he keep them? You, you had, had to know him. him. He was very confrontational. Passive-aggressive things, things like this amused him. him. 
It was why we were instructed to park so poorly, and not interfere while disgruntled people left their notes. Look at this one. If I see you park this shit tank across three spaces again, I'm gonna... Cut your head off. Oh, dip! I think I just found one of those things. What do you call them? A clue. A clue? Yeah. Jnai, can you do something with this? Preliminary scan reveals fingerprints matching to David Henry. David Henry? Security officer at G&R Studios. No way. Jeeves, what did he say about Grunk's car? Well, shit, I'd cut someone's head off if I saw them park a car like that. Many people would agree with you. But shit, that'll do it for me. Let's get this mug. Would you like us to drive you? Really? You do that? Yes. We, we wish, wish to see his killers brought to justice. justice. So you'll drive me anywhere? I can get good and wasted and not have to rely on Mother Teresa's robot sister here to show for me about? Yes. Would, Would you, you like us to drive you to the studio so you can talk with Mr. Henry? Okay, great. No, here's what we'll do. J9, you issue the arrest warrant for David Henry, you go scoop him up, send him to processing, and I'll uh, run a few errands in the meantime and meet up with you in a bit. Hi there. Sorry that took so long. I got you a cup of coffee. I've been sat here for two days. You can't treat people like this. First of all, I can. And second of all, it's been like a day and a half at most. You gotta let me go. I can't afford to miss this much work. Dave, you're going down for murder. I think you're gonna miss a few days of work. What murder? I didn't kill anyone. Yes, you did. I didn't. I swear to Jesus, I didn't. David, please. If the court doesn't like you sawing the heads off of rich dudes, they're definitely not gonna like you taking the Lord's name in vain. This is about Gronk? Why would I kill Gronk? Because you didn't like the way he parked. Are you frunkin' serious? That's why you arrested me? What, because of the notes? Davy boy, I'm only here to run the lie detector so it looks like I've been doing my job when we get to the court case. Also, I'm sticking it to one of the receptionists here. She's in a loveless marriage, so I don't feel too bad about it. J9, could you turn on your lie detector mode, please? But I have an alibi. My booth is recorded, my hourly walk around the lot is digitally logged. I'm the one who called the police when I found him. So? I don't know how you did it, I just know it looks like you did it. What the f- If you don't know how I did it, then how can you be sure it was me? Because I can't think of anyone else who would have done it. I can! That's not what you said when we first met. J9 can play the tape back. I know what I said, but that is before you were blaming this shit on me. I'm not getting paid enough to eat a goddamn murder charge. So what are you saying? You were withholding information from me. I was me. doing my job. The studio gets a lot of off-book visitors, okay? I need to be told they're coming in to make sure they're ushered in securely. Now's not the time to be playing these cards close to your chest, Dave. Eh? Visitors like who? Shit, you know, actors who are under contract to other studios, dealers of all kinds, scores and scores of prostitutes. I've been at GNR since it was GNR. I know where the bodies are buried, which is just the saying... Hang on, what did you say there about GNR being GNR? That's what the studio used to be called. <laughs> Oh, bro, J9 says you just lied. But I'm not. I'm not lying. When they first moved to the lot, they were called GNR. Gronk, Neston, and Rollins. Well, J9 says different, and he's hooked up to the internet. If you're saying he's wrong, you're saying the internet's wrong, and I don't want to live in that world. 
I did a whole month's worth of episodes on this on my podcast. If you'd listen to them, oh, you'll you'd see how... Oh, you'd just love that, wouldn't you? You finally found a way to force someone to listen to one of your stupid little podcasts. Well, I'm not going to, okay? And I'm not going to waste J9's time either by saying J9 scanned David Henry's podcast and website for any evidence that supports his claims. Look at the evidence for yourself. There are pictures. Look on the podcast website. Image matching description found. Well, I'll be. That's a weird thing to make up and put online. I'm not making it up. The studio started with three people. Gronk, Nestron, and Rollins. Nestron didn't like the compromises they made when they got bigger, so Rollins and Gronk fired him. I have no information on this in my official file. Where do you get your information from, though? Wikipedia. Well, that should be enough to prove my point right there. Gronk is connected to the Shim family. They kill people and throw them in the Acid River if they give their movies bad reviews. You think they couldn't take two and a half minutes to change a Wikipedia entry? That's great pub quiz trivia information, but it doesn't prove you didn't kill the guy. You asked if he had any enemies. Do you not think the man he kicked out of his own company and cost trillions upon trillions of dollars has more of a motive to kill him than me, who has no motive at all? Dave, your fingerprints are all over this note that mentions cutting his head off. Because it's my job to take them off his windshield. I passed them to him once they started taking up space on my desk to see if he wanted to take legal action. Interesting. Very interesting. You know what? I'm going to look into this. And not just because it means I get to keep living in the mansion, but also I kind of sort of believe you. Really? Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have to leave you in prison, though. That's, you know, just in case. What? No! No! Help you? Yes, you. Oh, it's you. Hey, you. Waiter. Yeah, remember me? No. Come on, I was here like three days ago. Hoity toying up with the hobnobs and the knob havers. The door's over there. You can walk out of it, or you can get thrown out of it. Okay, so you don't remember me. Do you remember my robotic trum that you discriminated? Please direct your attention to the screen, which provides documentational proof that John Catch is a temporary law. Temporary law enforcement titles do not get you a table at this establishment. Brother, I have a mansion full of fancy gourmet stuff I have had my fill of this week. You dress this crap up any way you want, it's still lizard guts and duck eggs, but that's not the point. I need to see Mr. Franklin. It's an urgent matter that may result in a team of overcompensating gun-toning policemen storming this place, so you can tell me he's indisposed if you want, but... I will go see how disposed he is then. Yeah, you better. I'll wait here. Not feeling out of place at all. Hello, madam. My, that's a fine clutch. And a good day to you, sir. What a fine chimpanzee you have. Oh, what a fine human you have. <laughs> I'm being droll. If you would follow me, sir. I would very much love to. I thought my sheets were dirty, but Mother Superior, yours are positively filthy. <laughs> I wonder if you good gentlemen and lady would excuse us. I have a matter of emergency to talk about with Mr. Franklin. Hello. Nice to meet you. We've met before, actually. Like, three days ago? Really? Well, uh, as you say, please sit down and uh, tell me about this matter of emergency. Well, Mr. Franklin, I'll be blunt. I need to talk to you about a murder. I see. That is as blunt as it gets, isn't it? Um, 
Who is it I murdered, you say? I didn't say you murdered him, sir. I'm saying someone murdered him. Systemic Gronk. Gronk? From the club? Jumping January? He's dead? Yeah, we've, we've been over this before. Well, that is a shame. Though I can't say I was particularly fond of the man. He was terrible at... Golf, I know. And he drove... On the green, I know. Oh, so you met him? Only once, but he was very dead at the time, and I think you might know who deheaded him. Goes by the name of Nestron. Nestron what? Not sure. Nestron not sure. Hmm, doesn't ring any bells. No, no, I mean, I don't know his exact name. And proving that he existed at all is turning out to be a bit of a task in itself. But apparently he was a business partner of Gronk's in his original studio, G&R. And what's that? G&R, that's the studio Gronk ran. We, we talked about this. No, Gronk's LLC was G&R. That's not what you said last time we spoke. You said G&R. That is what I'm saying now. G&R. I think I see what's happening here. You have a bad case of upper-classness, which, mixed with my punctured eardrum, makes your pronunciation hard to comprehend. Look, I need to find where this not-sure guy is, or if he even existed at all, or if the Shim family disappeared him. I came to you because Gronk was a member of your little club, and you said someone else signed off with him, so was it Neston? My dear boy, I can't go around giving out information like that to people like, well, people like you. I see. Well... I guess I'll just leave you to your meal. Don't know what you're eating there. Looks like baby sheep face. But whatever it is, I hope you finish it before I file my arrest report on you and they come to take you away because it looks delicious. What on earth could one arrest me for? Withholding information, jogging without a permit, public indecency. I'll think of something later. Excuse me, sir. The call you requested has come through. Ah, how fortuitous. Mr. Franklin, I, I, I apologise for, for my employee wasting your valuable time, but rest assured he did he did so under the express guidance from an imperative handed down d- d- directly directly from your people. That's no problem at all, good sir. That's that, 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 that's very, very kind of you to say, sir, but to think that a piece of filthy gut scum like John Cash would dare bring his musk-ridden carcass near you without express written permission, it's, it's enough to make one want to puke in disgust and shame, sir. Musk? I'm musky? Catch you are to excuse yourself from the table and leave fine upstanding and uh, outlandishly handsome Mr. Franklin in peace. And as soon as you've done that, you would have come to my office so I could insult and put you down even more using colourful language I would not dare utter in the presence of such a great man like Mr. Franklin, sir. Excuse me, Mr. Franklin. Apparently I have to go now. Uh, of course. It was very nice to meet you. Best of luck with things. Yeah, thank you. And hey... Maybe third time we meet, you'll remember my name. Ha, <laughs> yes, I, I doubt it. Doubt you'll remember or doubt we'll meet again? Pick one. John Catch was created, written... Edited and directed by Liam D. Gillies for TopHatsAndCanes.com It featured the voices of Chris Howard as the narrator Liam D. Gillies as John Catch and J9 Mike Milling as Rutherford Hill and Mr. Franklin Matt Holland as Admiral Clone Paul Quinn as Towns Jables Astron and GNR security guard David Henry and Rudiger Who as the waiter. 
Background voices were supplied by Will Williams and Matt Holland. The music was scored by Neil Potter. This has been a Top Hats and Canes podcast for tophatsandcanes.com.